Hello, and welcome to the Safe to Hope podcast. My name is Anne Marie, and I'm the executive director for Help Her and the host of this podcast. On the Safe to Hope, Hope Renewed in Light of Eternity podcast, we help women tell their story with an eye for God's redemptive purposes. All suffering is loss, but God leaves nothing unused in his plans. We want to help women see his redemptive thread throughout their circumstances and then look for opportunities to join with God in his transformational work. We're back talking with Darby Strickland about story for the Safe to Hope podcast. And last time we talked about the importance of storytelling and the language we use to describe our circumstances. Darby mentioned last time we spoke that the Bible doesn't shy away from giving details, but it doesn't do that just for the purpose of venting. Scripture shares stories for the benefit of self, for the benefit of others. Scripture shares stories in order to improve our relationship with the Lord. So the question we started to answer was, how can we share strategically for the good of community? We're going to pick up today where we left off and further our understanding of language and storytelling and how it actually helps shine a light on sin. Um, so expand a bit on this question about the appropriate language shining a light on sin. So give me more, give me more meat to that. Yeah, oftentimes I work the majority of the time with women who are abused by their husbands. And one of the things that I have come to understand is so beneficial to them is them actually learning to tell their story like it is. And so then their pastor's calling me up and saying, you know, Jane's abused by her husband. And that puts her as the subject of the sentence right there, right? It takes all the action away um, from the abuser and it cloaks what's actually happening, right? And so when I'm counseling someone or when I'm working with a church, I work really hard to unpack. So we have the right um, subjects and the right verbs. And so another way to think about it is we can say Susie was molested, or we can say Tom, a 52-year-old male, um, sexually violated Susie, right? That has a different impact. We can also say Susie, I mean, Tom, a, a 52-year-old male, um, sexually um, violated um, a six-year-old Susie by pulling down her underpants and then continuing to describe the act, right? Even in the pit of our stomachs, we react to that very differently because we are telling it like it is. And that's really hard for a lot of victims to even do that and to grapple with what has actually been transgressed against them. There's a lot of shame in that. Um, there's a lot of resistance sometimes from helpers from wanting to hear details, but we can't speak wisdom into situations if we don't know what's happening. And victims can't cry out to the Lord unless they have language for what's happened to them. And so the goal is not to be graphic, but the goal is to be accurate. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's a game changer for how people view themselves right? If, if they're the passive receiver of something, it's really important that 
no, this person is acting this way against me. It's not that I'm abused. It's that my husband is abusing me. And that frame really does change um, how a victim begins to think about herself. Oh my goodness. We could just go on and on. There's so many just different ways we could take this, but I'm even thinking, going back to your subject verb, um, when you say something like um, Jane is abused by her husband and Perfect. I love grammar. <laughs> Subject verb yeah. is in the wrong order. But my first question, and I think Jane has this question because I've heard Jane's ask this question, is what's mm-hmm. wrong with me? You know, what made me a kind of person that deserves that type of abuse? Um, and then also in the healing process, um, I get into trouble sometimes by saying this, but I'm, I'm telling the ladies to feel the feels. I want them to actually feel the correlating emotion to those very descriptive hard words because if they don't they don't grieve the loss the suffering to the depth of what happened so even you know years later if you hear somebody telling their story and they say well I was sexually abused as a child you don't even see a tear in the room nobody's crying nobody's upset about that nobody's even mad about that but what you just said if it was described in detail you know he was this age I was this age, it was in this room, it was this way. There's just so much there that has to be grieved. I lost protection. I lost security. I lost trust in men. I lost trust in fatherly figures, you know, just layer after layer. Because the details invite compassion, Mm -hmm. but they also show who's at fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Keeps the focus, the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. And I think what you're saying, I want to be careful as victims are listening to this because so often I have women coming to me for the first, I want to say eight months to year and a half of counseling. And they are so brave in telling me what's happening to them, but they aren't able to connect to it emotionally. It's too much. They tell their lives as if they're reading from a police report without emotion. That's what your body does. It's good and wise, right? And it's going to take time for them to be connected to the emotional response and to be able to lament it. And so I think that's even just important for us to realize there's phases of storytelling. And the first brave thing is to get the details out, right? And eventually we want them, like you're saying, to be connected emotionally to their story. But it would be a high bar to ask someone, like you're saying, to feel the feels, right? A good helper knows when that's appropriate, but I just want to be careful that victims don't, they're going to recognize they're detached, but that's okay. That's where they are in the, but by just by being brave and telling their story, that's heroic in itself. Eventually the Lord will allow you to be more emotionally and spiritually connected to your story. Yes. Thank you. I am. Yeah. Thank you for that correction. Um, yes. We want to hear, we want victims to hear this in in the right um, context even and you know what I was just saying could be years down the road of um, feeling the feels it's more when when they happen as they happen instead of you know reframing them back to the language that that doesn't really identify what happened right because we don't want to sanitize what happened like you're so that is the goal right It's not our job to cover over sin. It's actually to expose it and to grieve it and to lament it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're getting at. So critical. Um, I also appreciate that um, you use the word passive because um, if that happens in in the beginning, 
of um, their to storytelling, it tends to permeate the rest of their storytelling, meaning um, they respond passively to everything going forward. So instead of actively seeking God and seeking more of his wisdom in the scriptures, more of the categories to help for the description of the story as it starts to unfold in their own thinking, um, those are active things, whereas it, the tendency in our, I think, human nature is to passively receive suffering and just kind of, you know, ride the wave of it instead of actively involving ourselves with it. Well, and abuse has taught you that is that you don't have agency, mm-hmm. right? Because anything that you do will make the abuse worse or intensify. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of ways that victims are resisting, but it usually is, does not have a good outcome. Right. And so that's one thing to remind them is that, and to teach them how to be active in their own stories. Yeah. They have in time, right. They can't choose what happened to them, but they have so many choices about how to respond to the suffering that they've been through. And it's excruciating to choose. It's not, they're not easy choices. And they often, because they're so hard, they don't feel like real choices. Every choice is going to involve pain, Mm. but God has still given them dominion and interpretive um, wants them to interpret their world correctly. And that's, that's why I think um, I enjoy working with victims because the, the length of time that it requires for someone to grow in that discernment um, it in it's, it's long, but I get to see these beautiful fruits of wrestling that out over a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, it is a privilege, that's for sure, to sit with Mm -hmm. the victims. And it's a privilege to hear their stories. I'm going to end here with this quote from Dr. Diane Langberg in Suffering and the Heart of God. As we've been talking about using language to shine a light on sin, I'm reminded of Diane's comments about entering into darkness. She wrote, You cannot call or talk people out of suffering, or trauma, or addiction, or of great grief. You must go to them, and sit with them, and listen, and understand. And then, little by little, you can begin to walk with them toward a new and different place. You cannot help if you do not enter the darkness. Next time, Darby and I will be talking about God's Word and God's heart for the abused in their suffering. Safe to Hope is a production of Help Her. Our executive producer is Anne-Marie Goudsward. Safe to Hope is written and mixed by Anne-Marie and edited by Anne-Marie and Helen Waite. Music is Waterfall and is licensed by Pixabay. We hope you enjoyed this episode in the Safe to Hope podcast series. Safe to Hope is one of the resources offered through the Ministry of Helper, a 501c3 that provides training, resources, and the people necessary in order for the church to shepherd women well. Your donations make it possible for Helper to serve women and churches as they navigate crises. All donations are tax deductible. If you'd be interested in partnering with this ministry, go to helpherresources.com and click the donate link in the menu. If you'd like more information, 
or would like to speak to someone about ministry goals or advocacy needs, go to helpherresources.com. That's helpherresources.com.